the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Beat on the brat, beat on the brat, beat on the brat with the baseball bat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh. And what's going on, everybody? It's a new year. And another Al Gattulo Craft Beer cast coming your way on AM 970, The Answer. I hope everybody had a great Christmas, New Year's holiday. I was off for uh, quite some time, 11 days uh, from not having to come into Manhattan and uh, hit the studio, do the morning show, and and, uh, do this beer show. I recorded some stuff in advance so uh, that I would have uh, some shows, you know, in the can and ready to go. And I hope you enjoyed the best of last week. Uh, where we featured uh, some interviews uh, from this past year. Uh, It was a lot of fun uh, talking with those people, and hopefully in 2022 I get out a little bit more uh, to different breweries to interview people directly at the brewery. Um, You know, I like doing the phone interviews. They're fun. It's easy for me. Um, But I want to get out there and explore a few of these breweries that are in the tri-state area that maybe, uh, you know, set up some stuff and and have uh, an opportunity um, to sit and have a beer or two uh, with a prospective brewer. Um, sort of like what I did with uh, Flagship um, with uh, Jay Sykes. I was able to go to the brewery and enjoy, um, you know, in- enjoy some time with him in his actual uh, location, which is kind of cool. Um, great show for you tonight. No guests on the program. Uh, we're going to keep it uh, all news and uh, some opinions as well. Like I said, been off for a couple of weeks, so uh, I wanted to... Um, I uh, wanted to chat with you for this next hour, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy it. Some different things uh, that will pop around here uh, with the Craft Beer Cast. Obviously, Suds and Duds will be loaded with beers that I've had over the last several weeks. We're going to break it up into two parts, part one this week, part two next week, um, because there were quite some beers uh, that I had, uh, which was good. I put a nice dent in my uh, my beer fridge downstairs, uh, drank responsibly. I was home for most of it. I really didn't do too much. Uh, first, how can you follow me? On Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Email at albertgnycradio.com. iTunes, Google Podcasts. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on those platforms. iHeartRadio, Odyssey, uh, all the usual suspects. And, of course, the Hopped Up Network. Just check out the hoppedupnetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this show on Monday mornings, or a plethora of others that you can download and listen to uh, at your leisure. And there's a lot of times where I don't like to listen to a lot of other beer podcasts because I don't want to um, be influenced in any way in terms of information that they have that's exclusive to them. But I need to kind of bounce around on a few of them uh, in the future as we move forward um, because uh, it helps, you know, to hear different perspectives uh, on the beer industry and the broadcast industry. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have this program that we're going into our sixth year. I started this program in February of 2016. We are now in the year 2022. Uh, and I ain't too bright with math, but, uh, four plus two equals six. 
So six years uh, going into this program. Over 300 shows on a weekly basis. We started on Saturdays. Now we're on Sunday nights. Uh, if you want to listen to us live uh, at 11 p.m. Uh, on AM 970, The Answer. So uh, I'm really cool and appreciative of management for allowing me to do this program and bring to you um, you know, the, the beer world and the business of beer. And it's about small business, too. I, I repeat that mantra over the last six years because it's important. It is small business. It's a small business um, that people are undertaking with big implications if you are, uh, it, you know, whether or not you become a success or not. And in New Jersey, we've seen a number of breweries uh, that have closed, uh, a couple of them. Uh, we're seeing a bunch opening, even in the midst of the pandemic. Um, Atco Beer, I believe, just closed. Um, you had a couple of others, and I had mentioned it on the show a couple weeks ago. And some were due to, you know, look, poor sales. And some were just they couldn't figure out how to uh, continue during the pandemic. They were basing their business model on one thing. Things shifted, and they couldn't uh, recover. It's a shame. So let us dive into some beer news first. To celebrate the holidays, kickoff winner uh, Duclos Brewing a couple of weeks ago released three new beers inspired by classic and untraditional seasonal staples. All are out on the shelves now in 16-ounce cans and draft at select locations in Duclos Footprint. Spruce Willis, uh, the 8.2% ABV. It's, uh, if you're a fan of Die Hard and everybody says, you know, well, I shouldn't say everybody. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yet it was released in the summertime. But Die Hard is set during Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Um, it's a hoppy double IPA, piney burst from real spruce tips, pops of wintergreen, mango, and grapefruit. Uh, the pastryarchy macchiato milk stout at 6.5%. This is uh, a caramel, freshly ground vanilla beans, and Duclos Smooth Secret Signature Coffee Blend. And then sour me pomegranate, passion fruit, and plum, 5.5% ABV. Um, this is, uh, again, passion fruit, pomegranate, and plum purees in that beer so they are out now by the way uh, congrats to my buddy mike miles he is now the regional rep for duclaw in new jersey kudos to him uh we spoke over the holiday and um looking forward to getting together with him uh maybe in a venue of his choosing uh down somewhere in the central uh portion of new jersey there is a central jersey folks and uh crack back at duclaw and uh and catch up and see how things are going he uh, was he had ran for mayor uh, for Tinton Falls, actually, uh, lost the election. I believe the mayor of Tinton Falls is the oldest uh, politician in the country. He's like 90-something years old. Um, he did lose, and uh, it's a shame that he did. Uh, apparently, Tinton Falls has some issues. And as a resident there, he was trying to uh, work with, um, you know, within the town to try and, uh, you know, help them out. And kudos to Mike. That's great. And he says he's, he may run for office again, which is really cool. I'll have to catch up with him about a bunch of those things. Uh, moving on to the West Coast, Alesmith Brewing Company adding a new IPA in package format to their year-round portfolio for this year. Party Tricks, a West Coast-style IPA launching in cans and draft this month. Party Tricks uh, is a 16-ounce can in six packs. Six packs of 16-ounce cans. That's impressive. Uh, it is a 6.8% ABV. It is a West Coast-style uh, IPA. Massive amounts of Strata, Eldorado, and Citra hops. Um, juicy notes of grapefruit, strawberry, and passion fruit. Interesting. So, again, 16-ounce can, six-packs, and draft. Uh, available now, Smith's Tasting Room, throughout their distribution network starting this month. So it'll be interesting to see if, it's, uh, if it is here locally in the area in New Jersey. I have to pick it up because uh, Smith does a great job. And 
I am planning at some point this year to get back to San Diego. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it is definitely going to happen at some point this year. And uh, I am looking forward to being in that mecca of beer and uh, just enjoying myself wholeheartedly uh, with all of the different breweries uh, that are in San Diego, Smith being one of them. Uh, the folks from the Craft Beer Marketing Awards wanted me to remind you, if you're listening to this program, and work for a brewery. Uh, the CMBA's 2022 season entry deadline coming up. That takes place on January 14th, 2022, so that's next week. Over 500 industry judges will be taking part in judging. Just go to craftbeermarketingawards.com to sign up. Uh, best bottle design, best can design, packaging, branding, marketing, lots of different areas to enter. I know a number of different breweries that have entered in the past years. I think Twin Elephant won uh, a crushy. I'm not sure who else locally. I thought I saw it somewhere else in New Jersey, and I can't remember who. Maybe it was in Seaside Heights. Was it Heavy Real? Maybe it was Heavy Real. I'm not, uh, again, uh, it's it's escaping me the name of the other brewery. I know Twin Elephant won a crushy one year. Um, maybe for marketing, can art, probably can art. Uh, that's my guess. But if you're a brewery and you want to enter, you have until January 14th, uh, craftbeermarketingawards.com. Uh, there are a number of different categories that you can enter in the craft beer world. And the uh, we'll have the results uh, later this year, and we'll have, uh, Jim McCune and Jackie DiBella back on the program to talk about that uh, when those results are in. Now, here's the other cool thing uh, before we take a break here. New York City Beer Week. It was canceled last year. Or should I say it wasn't canceled, but it was more virtual than anything else. Uh, they did not hold their party, uh, the kickoff to uh, New York City Beer Week. Usually there's a big party uh, at the Brooklyn Expo. Um, is it the Brooklyn? It is. A Bro- I'm pretty sure it's the Brooklyn Expo. Anyway, um, you know, they have this kickoff every year. It's a great event, showcases tons of New York City beers uh, from New York City Brewed, uh, as well as guest breweries from around New York State and also outside of the state. They didn't have it last year. They had a virtual event. Uh, but this year, they are having it. They are planning to kick off New York City Beer Week Saturday, February 26th. It'll run through Sunday, March 6th. For them, safety is paramount. Uh, they, they're saying the experts are projecting that they should be able to get this event in on February 26th. If everything, uh, you know, tips the right way with Omicron, we should be out of this by the beginning of February. Let's hope because it seems to be burning out very quickly, but to them, to the, to the New York city brewers, uh, brewers guild, safety is paramount. If you're planning to join them for any in-person events and activities, they're expecting to be able to hold many of them. You have to be, uh, that Keaton NYC vaccination and boosters will be updated in line with these dates. So in order to enter a venue right now, you've got to be fully vaccinated. I believe you have to be boosted as well, um, and you have to have that vaccination card on you. They're not going to let you in the event if you don't. Um, details, dates, ticket links, and more to be announced soon. Stay tuned. But again, they're planning to kick off New York City Beer Week Saturday, February 26th. That's where it'll be, hopefully at the Brooklyn Expo uh, in New York, in, in Brooklyn. Uh, but you got to be vaccinated and boosted in order to get into this event, or I think it's fully vaccinated. I'm not sure if you have to be uh, boosted or not. They may, that may change. Hashtag KeyToNYC uh, for all that info there. Cannot wait. It is an awesome event. There are so many great breweries there. I really hope that they are able to pull this off after not being able to pull it off last year. When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news and notes from around the beer world. Later on, suds and duds as well. You don't want to miss that. A lot of good stuff. By the way, coming up in the next break, uh, we're going to talk about people over the age of 40 and why you can't recover from drinking you know, small to medium or even large amounts of alcohol as quickly as you did in your 20s. Sounds like a no-brainer, but in reality, 
It really isn't. We'll talk about that next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Oh, that's right. Rob Halford, Judas Priest, ladies and gentlemen. Defenders of the Faith. That album was released in 1984 this past week. My goodness. That album is almost 1984. Wow. See, I'm an idiot when it comes to the math, but it is almost. What is it? It's got to be almost 40 years old, right? Over 40 years old. Getting close to 50 years old. Oh, my goodness. No. Yeah, 40. 40-something years old. I'm an idiot when it comes to math, folks. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, some heads are going to roll indeed. You can follow me very easily on Twitter at Alcatulo, Instagram at Catulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at albertgnnycradio.com. iTunes and Google Podcasts. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find the shows on those platforms. We're Alexa ready as well, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and of course the Hopped Up Network. Just head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of the show, uh, usually a couple minutes after the show ends. Now we have no guests tonight, a lot of news to get to, wanted to catch up on a lot of different things. Next week, uh, a short interview, I believe, uh, with one of the guys from Athletic Brewing. I'll have more details on that uh, very uh, soon, and we'll let you know if that's going to happen on next week's program. But speaking of athletic brewing and non-alcoholic beer, um, and I teased this in the last segment, you might have noticed as we age, and I'm north of 50 now, um, hangovers get very tough to recover from. And I've kind of adapted um, sort of this method. Um, Have a beer, glass of water. Have a beer, glass of water. I try to mix in as much water as possible while I'm drinking to stave off dehydration, to stave off that hangover. And according to the Wall Street Journal's uh, Andrea Peterson, obviously there's reasons why this happens as you get older and you can't handle hangovers. Uh, you're getting older. You can't handle alcohol the way you did when you were you know, 18 or 19. Uh, you know, beer bongs and drinking and this and that and drinking to excess, right? When you're younger, your body recovers much quicker. As you get older, regardless of what you do, drinking, exercise, anything, it's, it takes longer for your body to recover from these things. So um, part of it is when you're in your 40s and older, you're supposed to be more responsible, right? So you're working a job, you come home, maybe you have a drink after dinner, uh, maybe you have a drink during dinner, but you're not slamming back eight, nine beers at a bar watching the football game, okay, um, and then getting up the next day and going to work. So your tolerance for alcohol is much lower. So when you do drink let's say Friday or Saturday, uh, and you have a couple, um, you're finding that it's a little tougher to bounce back. Yeah, because you're not, you're not I don't want to say, this is a bad phrase, but you're not pickling yourself during the week where your body is used to this amount of alcohol intake and then all of a sudden Friday, Saturday, you're amping it up by you know five or six and your body's able to recover right away. Well, as you get older, you're, just, you're sen- more sensitive to alcohol. So the less alcohol that you're drinking, the more sensitive your body is and can't handle the amounts of alcohol that you're putting in your system. Your body mass is changing, obviously. Uh, when you were younger, maybe you were thinner. Maybe you were more active. 
As you get older, like me, I got fat. I got fat in my 20s and never really lost it. So you're fat. It's, again, maybe it's taking you a little bit longer to get drunk, but it's also taking you a little bit longer to recover as well. So that's a big issue. Um, but alcohol is not distributed in fat. People also have less total body water as they get older. So if you're not consuming enough liquid in terms of water, in terms of H2O, your body's going to get dehydrated quicker. So that's another thing. So while you're having a beer, have a glass of water as well. That will help you to balance. And I find that when I do that, I'm not, first off, I'm not going to bed drunk or really inebriated, but also I am waking up better, you know, because I'm hydrated. Your body is hydrated, right? Um, Or it also helps that you're eating while you're drinking. Now, again, eat to excess? No. But if you're eating something uh, that's fatty or greasy, that's going to help in the absorption of alcohol, and you're not going to feel overwhelmed. Um, as you get older, or when you get in the, your 50s and 60s, the brain is more sensitive to alcohol. Um, booze is enhancing your normal age-related cognitive decline. Neurons lose speed. That's why you get drunk quicker. That's why you're not recovering as quick. Also, it affects your sleep patterns, right? You get drunk, you're not sleeping uh, as much. It's harder to get into that deep sleep. You notice insomnia kicks in. Uh, in the 40s and 50s and 60s where you're only sleeping an hour or two a night and then you're you you know you're trying to do other things. So again, when you're when you're older and you're drinking, we always tell you listen, for any age, 21 and older, drink responsibly. But when you get older, it's even more important to drink responsibly because number 1, you shouldn't be getting behind the wheel and driving. Number 2, you should be cognitive enough that you're not waking up with a hangover in the morning. Um, so just be responsible. Again, if you mix in a beer and a water every time, that's the smart thing to do. Had a flight with friends the other day, a couple flights during those flights as you're drinking the flight, which is equivalent to one beer, have a glass of water with it. That will help in your balance. Just, you know, some tips, you know, this whole thing about dry January. Some people say it's great. Some people say it isn't. I I don't know if I necessarily prescribe to that that dry month because eventually you're going to have a drink. You get a couple weeks in, something happens, you decide you want to have a beer. Moderation is the key. If you moderate, like I try only to drink on the weekends. And when I do, I'm trying not to drink to excess. So that's the smart thing to do. Even when I was off, I was off for almost two weeks, I tried not to imbibe too much. A couple of beers a night, mix in that water there, and that will definitely help you. Uh, Three breweries spanning a variety of sizes and offering different specialties have come together to brew a style of beer that has earned them each acclaim independently, which is the IPA. So Weld Works, our mutual friend Brewing, and Firestone Walker have teamed up on a tri-collab IPA. Um, This is uh, the the result of Weld Works head brewer Skip Schwartz, our mutual friend Brewing head brewer Jan Trudowski, and um, Firestone Walker brewer Brent Suter. Uh, we're pouring beer at the inaugural uh, Weldworks Invitational where Brent met Skip, and then he met with um, uh, with Jan Chodowski, uh, and they decided uh, to come together and make an IPA. Now, Brent apparently is Australian, so they named it Knock the Froth Off. It's a collaboration West Coast-style IPA. Uh, it is re- being released or, or was released this past weekend at Weldworks Greeley Taproom and, our, and, and at our mutual friend brewing in Denver, uh, on uh, this past Friday, January 7th. It is named after the Australian slang for drinking beers, Knock the Froth Off, a 6.2% ABV beer, uh, one of the cleanest and clearest West Coast IPAs coming off of the Weldworks Bright Tank to date. It's brewed with Cascade, Chinook, Citra, and Mosaic hops, 
An old-school IPA, lots of citrus notes, followed by pine and resin and a lingering bitterness that will sit on your tongue. It's available in 16-ounce cans and on draft, again, at Weldworks and at OMF, uh, as well as at participating retail locations. You can always check Weldworks Beer Finder for more information. Not sure if the distro is coming east um, uh, to New Jersey. I do know that... uh, uh, my good friend Shea Franz is actually going to be getting me some cans. Probably won't be happening until uh, sometime next week or the week after, but looking anxiously looking forward to trying that one, a collab between Weldworks, OMF, and Firestone Walker. It's going to be a really good beer. And then finally, our friends at Trogues, of course, the once-a-year cult classic Nugget Nectar. This is a great beer from Trogues. They put it out every January. It is the arrival of the fresh off the bind uh, nugget hops from the brewery's annual trek to Yakima, Washington for the hop selection. Um, the nugget hop takes center stage, adding dank notes of pine and grapefruit. Simcoe chim- chimes in with hints of uh, ripe mango and cream sickle. It's all balanced with enough kiln malt to add body and a touch of sweetness. It is a 7.5% orange color big hop flavor uh, ABV. Uh, this is a great beer. They're going to be doing uh, a bunch of um, first squeeze events to take advantage of the different uh, limited edition glassware uh, that they are going to have with illustrated art prints from a variety of local and regional artists. Uh, the handful of events will also feature Double Nugget Nectar on draft. That's going to be coming out. Um, double, n- double Nugget Nectar 16-ounce can release will be coming out later this month, but Nugget Nectar right now available on draft in 12-ounce cans and bottles and in 16-ounce cans everywhere Trogues beer is sold. Excited to try this, uh, this version. And it'll be interesting because everyone told uh, me that the um, uh, malt is becoming a big problem in the beer industry. Um, obviously, the wildfires out west did not help with the crop. Hops were a problem um, in the crop. So this is going to be an issue moving forward, at least for this year. So it'll be interesting to see um, the beers that come out this year. And so I'm excited to taste this uh, Nugget Nectar, this version of Nugget Nectar, um, to see what has happened if um, those things were affected. Hopefully they are not, and we will see what happens. But Trogues always puts out such great beer, and the Nugget Nectar certainly is no exception. So looking forward to getting uh, some samples of that and trying it, and then I will report back to you. Listen, uh, coming up after a short break, we got more news from around the beer world, and then we got suds and duds coming up. But after the break, Hall of Fame quarterback Troy Aikman coming out with his own beer. Now listen, it's a crowded field. You got nine thousand breweries out there, but the Hall of Famer Troy Aikman, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, thinks that his beer is going to be different from others. What's that you say? Well, I'm going to tell you after this. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. <laughs> Ah, welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little Judas Priest, Free Will Burning from the Defenders of the Faith album, came out uh, this past week in the year 1984. I was a young lad of just 13 years old when I dropped the needle on the record on that one. And boy, oh boy, was that a an epic, epic album. Scream for Vengeance was awesome, but then the follow-up, Defenders of the Faith, wow. I mean, you want to talk about... Banging your head, metal at its finest. Just tremendous stuff. Love Judas Priest. 
Love those guys. Can't wait to see them. Rescheduled concert because of COVID-19. Can't wait to see them in March. Um, actually, no, not because of COVID-19. Excuse me. I'm so used to having all these cancellations because of COVID. It's because uh, Richie Faulkner ended up having uh, an aortic aneurysm uh, on stage and finished the show, and then had they had to recover. So that's why, my goodness, it's easy to forget the facts. Anyway, uh, follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beercast, uh, email at albert nycradio.com, iTunes, Google Podcast, just do a search for A-G Craft Beercast. You can find the shows on those platforms. Alexa Ready as well, iHeartRadio, Odyssey.com, and of course the Hopped Up Network. The great folks at the Hopped Up Network host the podcast version of this program that you can download and listen to at your leisure uh, along with a plethora of others. Uh, again, no guests tonight. We've got a lot of news to dive into. So as I teased before the break, or for the last break, um, former Dallas Cowboy quarterback Troy Aikman going into the brewery business. That's right. It starts next month. He says it's for health-conscious drinkers. The lager, which is called 8 after uh, the former Cowboys jersey number, will have just 90 calories and use only organic grains. As far as I know, all grains are organic. At least as far as I know. All right. Can of Bud Light uh, has uh, 110 calories for those uh, who drink macro beer, which I don't. Can of uh, Classic Budweiser has around 145. So this is 90 calories, right? Um, Eight will initially be sold only in Texas, according to the Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, He announced the brew just last Tuesday. Aikman says there are plans for a national rollout. He says eight promises to be different from the average lager beer by using antioxidant-rich uh, Halleratu Taurus hops, no adjuncts or cheap fillers, and no sugars. So there, there ain't going to be no um, uh, lactose beers, maybe. We'll see. Uh, next month, Texas bars and restaurants will start selling the new suds. In March, retailers in that state will start selling cans. Eventually, eight will be sold nationwide. There is no timeline on when eight will hit taps across the U.S. I'm sure there will be some, some interest. Obviously, a sports bar. Uh, you know, cowboy bar or something, you want to have eight on tap to, you know, kind of uh, celebrate Troy Aikman, I'm assuming. The new company, of course, is based in Austin, Texas. However, the beer is being brewed by uh, Faborg Brewery in New Orleans, uh, which is actually where the New Orleans Saints plays. It's interesting that they couldn't line up a Texas brewer uh, to do this, that it had to be in New Orleans. Interesting. Um, Aikman says... Uh, He claims the beer is more healthful than most. It's for the drinker who is conscious of what we put in our bodies. That said in a statement, uh, he said he has collaborated over the past two years with Oregon State University's Food Science and Technology Department to create eight. He worked with award-winning brewmaster Phil Leinart, who has worked uh, for Anheuser-Busch, Harpoon, and uh, brewery Amagang in Cooperstown. Uh, Aikman also tapped former Amagang president Doug Campbell as co-founder of eight. So uh, I have to look into this to see if we can get uh, Aikman on uh, to talk about this. Um, he, uh, As a college student, Aikman worked for a Miller beer distributor in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Obviously, Aikman has been known to imbibe in a few cocktails now and again. He said, when I looked at the space, I felt it was time for something fresh. I felt that we could do a better-for-you beer. A lot of these brands have been on the market for several decades, and I just felt like it was uh, the right time for something new. So obviously, he's going after big beer, which is interesting. Um, but of course... You've got 9,000 breweries across the United States. What makes eight different from those other beers? He says less calories, uh, you know, more more health conscious. Okay. There's still carbs to, to worry about in there. Wondering how the beer is going to taste at 90 calories. Um, so we'll see. 
Uh, Dogfish Head has had success with low-calorie beers. Uh, there are certain brewers that have had success with it. We'll see if eight becomes the national impact that he wants it to be. But the fact that he's brewing it in New Orleans and not in Texas, that, to me, the authenticity about it, mm, I don't know. You want to be a Texas beer, just saying, you know. But we'll see. We'll give it a chance. Our good friends from Torch and Crown, listen to this. This is a really cool thing that Torch and Crown is doing. Now, they're open for business. You can go in and eat at the brewery, which is fantastic. Again, Manhattan's only production brewery, right? So they're actually brewing beer in Manhattan. They're actually packaging it, canning it, the whole thing, and doing it from Manhattan. They're doing a new guided tour by Aaron Fitzpatrick, who has guided hundreds of people around New York City, which has mostly led to great beer. She did her own thing for a number of years, but now she's teaming up with Torch and Crown for a -a one-of-a-kind, intimate walking tour of Lower Manhattan. So for 90 bucks, listen to this, for 90 bucks, you meet at the brewery, then you head out to explore Soho for two hours. Explore the history of beer in New York City, the cobblestone streets, iconic bars, etc. Then you go back to the brewery, you get an exclusive tour around uh, the, the Torch and Crown, and then you have food and drink at Torch and Crown. Food and beer included in the price. That is awesome. For 90 bucks, that's not bad. So you're getting a meal, a two-hour tour, plus beer for 90 bucks. That's pretty awesome. Uh, i got to call my boys at Torch and Crown. I think we have to get Aaron on the program and talk more about this tour. Uh, again, torchandcrown.com if you want to sign up. Very, very cool. Uh, that sounds like, that, that sounds pretty awesome. Uh, keeping it local for a couple of seconds, Screaming Hill Brewery is on a winter break right now over in Cream Ridge, New Jersey. Uh, they are reopening their tap room on January 14th from 3 to 8 p.m. So uh, next weekend uh, they will be open. Uh, they will be back from their winter break, which is very cool. Also, Wet Ticket is now doing home deliveries, which is very cool. Kudos to Tim and Al uh, for doing that. Within 20 miles of Rawway, New Jersey, they will, they will deliver beer to your home, which is very cool. Just go to beerbroadcast.com to sign up, uh, and you can order beer directly from Beer Broadcast, and Wet Ticket will deliver beer right to your home within 20 miles of Rawway. Very cool. Our good friends from Heavy Seas, they've announced... A big and bold IPA series. The first one is called Impending Doom. It is a hazy double IPA. The release is taking place next Friday, uh, this coming Friday, uh, January 14th, and look for it in stores very soon. Kudos to them. Stone Brewing is coming back with a whole bunch of classics. They asked people to vote. Uh, people voted. They're brewing. They've announced five classic stone beers throughout the year that are going to be coming out. Um, you've got, uh, the kicking it off right now, the number one all time, most requested, bring it back beer stone, sublimely self-righteous black IPA. I've had this in a bomber bottle. It is fantastic. It's available now at stone locations. It'll be popping up nationwide in the coming days and weeks coming up in March. Japanese green tea IPA will be released. Then stone rune 10 triple IPA in, in, uh, well, let's see. I think, I think that's May when that's coming out. Which is cool because, of course, I wrote it out and I, I didn't write the actual month. I'm pretty sure that uh, it's March, Jap- Japanese Green Tea IPA, May for Stone Rune 10 Triple IPA, which is their um, basically their take on their 25th, uh, 25th anniversary beer, which is fantastic. July, we'll see peak conditions coming out. And then in November, it's Imperial Russian Stout. Very cool. Five great beers. Cannot wait to uh, sample and try all of those. I'm telling you, they are awesome. Our friends from Ironbound. Uh, put out a statement saying that due to the current surge of COVID cases in their area, 
They made the difficult decision to close their tasting room through the winter as they ride out the wave. Uh, they are still holding to-go hours from noon to 4, Monday to Friday, to still allow customers to purchase our hard ciders, hard seltzers, and fortified ciders. Uh, they're going to be taking time to lay out some plans for their spring relaunch in March. But in the meantime, keep checking their social media for other opportunities to enjoy Ironbound from home. They wish everyone a happy and healthy start to the new year. Cannot wait to see you at the farm again soon. Had a great time at the farm uh, at Ironbound. Uh, a lot of fun. They got fire pits, great food, um, and and really, uh, really fantastic cider. Very, very cool. So, uh, you know, listen, I understand the reasons why they're doing it, um, but they will be reopening in, in, in March. And, uh, you know, it's only two months away. So uh, you, if, you, if you haven't made a trip out to Ironbound, you're in Jersey, you're heading west, heading towards Pennsylvania, make a stop there uh, come the spring and summer. It is definitely worth your time. The Brewers Guild of New Jersey uh, put this statement out uh, tomorrow on Monday, the 10th of uh, January. The New Jersey Senate and General Assembly are going to hold votes on Senate Bill uh, S-3977 and Assembly Bill 1293. The legislation establishes the New Jersey Brewery, Cidery, Meadery, and Distillery Industry Advisory Council. It provides for funding through alcoholic beverage excise tax receipts paid directly by New Jersey craft alcoholic beverage manufacturers. The bill is similar to programs that are currently underway in states like Pennsylvania and what New Jersey wineries currently enjoy. Their estimates are that over $300,000 could be dedicated to the account from taxes collected on the production of craft beer in New Jersey alone based on the latest available production numbers from the National Brewers Association. The amount combined with a smaller portion of tax revenue derived from the sale of New Jersey-made cider, meat, and spirits could be a meaningful economic boost to their industry and serve as a reliable source of funding in the future for industry-related research and the promotion of these small businesses. This is something I'm uh, uh, encouraging everyone who lives in New Jersey. If you have the opportunity, write to your assemblyman and Senate. You can do it. There's a a link on the uh, Craft Beer uh, Cast page. Uh, All you have to do is just click on the town that you live in, uh, click on the uh, the people who are your representatives, send them a quick email, ask them to vote yes on the legislation that takes place Monday, January 10th, and if they pass it and it gets to the governor's desk, I am sure that he will sign it because he is a comp- he is a proponent of craft beer in the state of New Jersey. Now, when we come back after a short break, it's time for Suds and Duds. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know, if you were uh, hitting the clubs in the 80s, you were dancing to this song, a little dead or alive, you spin me round, right round, baby, right round. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, final segment of the program, of course, as always, is Suds and Duds, and uh, can't wait. I'm diving into this one. We've got stuff, uh, a lot of stuff that I drank over the holidays uh, that I got to sample. Uh, Got some other stuff coming as well, which is really cool. I uh, can't wait to dive into that uh, also. Uh, but uh, I want to kick it off uh, with Suds and Duds with a beer from East Germany um, that my reflexologist gave me as sort of a, a, a Christmas present, holiday present, whatever you want to call it. Um, Kostri- uh, uh, Kostritzer 
Schwarzbier. Kostritzer, I believe she that's how she pronounced it. Um, it's a Schwarzbier, uh, which is, I, I'll tell you, it was a tasty black lager. Um, straight up, first time I've ever had a beer from East Germany. Um, she really likes it. It's very light, and she's not a big um, uh, drinker. But it was an enjoyable uh, beer, something very refreshing uh, to kick open and enjoy on a, uh, on a nice cold night. Uh, just something that I, I really appreciated. And, uh, Christiane, thank you so much um, for that. Really good. And I have to, you know, I have to search that out. I'm sure stores uh, carry it somewhere uh, in Jersey. I will find it. And uh, if I find more of it or different, um, different styles of, from that particular brewery, I'm definitely going to dive into it. Uh, um, just a nice dark lager um, that, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm finding that I'm enjoying lagers and pilsners a lot more now. Um, after being IPA, IPA, IPA. But as we move along, I had a chance to uh, stop down at Source in the middle of December. Of course, Source is a sponsor of the program uh, last year, and we appreciate that. Hopefully we'll get them back on board uh, for this year as well. Uh, we've had a great relationship with those guys uh, for the last two years, and they're making just such great beer, Route 34 in beautiful Colts Neck, New Jersey. And then, of course, they have the um, they have Source Fishtown, uh, in the Fishtown uh, neighborhood in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, where they have food and the same source beers as well. You definitely want to check it out. Visual Cortex Phantasm, super smooth for a 10%er. It is just a really, really uh, delicious beer. That's a great one. Phantasm Super Bloom. This is, excuse me, a, a really well done West Coast IPA. Uh, I love a good West Coast IPA. You want that. The, the pininess, that bitterness, that bite, that, that's what really got you into craft beer for some people. Uh, for others, it was lagers. For others, it was pilsners, whatever the case may be. But that is just a fantastic West Coast IPA. Great yeast in there. Uh, just a really, really good uh, IPA. The Harvest Cezanne uh, as well. Slightly dry yet creamy. Very good. That was a delicious beer. Had some great stuff at Source. Good conversation. Uh, nice time uh, over at, uh, at Source Brewing in Colts Neck. Um, then a Paragon Tap and Table. This is one I've had before from Interborough. Uh, Garda de Lager. It's a crisp, clean lager. It's a great beer. Uh, they have it there in cans. Uh, definitely something to check out. Uh, listen, I love uh, going to Paragon Tap and Table. Always great food, good beer, always a good time. Um, but I, there's times where we don't dive into the can selection because they have such great beer on tap. But they have a fantastic can selection. Definitely take advantage of it if you're over there. Uh, um, Exit 135 in beautiful Clark, New Jersey. Now, a beer I picked up from Icarus, I had to get this in the glass simply for the fact that it was a take on Festivus. Treats of Strength by Icarus. A delicious, thick pastry stout. Um, basically tastes like a liquid Nutella dream. Love the glass. Uh, all different Festivus uh, references. It was delicious. Uh, but I love that it was in 12-ounce cans, too. Um you know, I, I get it, 16-ounce can, people, you know, want, want something really big, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I really like a big banging stout sometimes in a 12-ounce can because if you just want to be one and done, uh, that is definitely uh, the way to do it. So kudos uh, to Jason and the boys at Icarus, a delicious beer. Um, Candy Cane, Mine Over Matter by Magnified. I got to say, this was really nice. Um, full of chocolate. Just a good enough amount of peppermint as to not be cloying. Like, um, Source did it. Uh, I finally had the Source's um, peppermint um, stout. 
Uh, that was another one, too, and I, I don't know if I'm reviewing in this show or in uh, next week's show, but this one from Magnify, sometimes you got too much peppermint, um, and it just it, it becomes, like, really minty. This was just perfect. It had just enough chocolate, just enough peppermint. Um, it didn't really remind me of um, of a peppermint patty, but because I don't think I don't think it was dark chocolate. It was more like a milk. I, I don't know, but it was good. Let's put it that way. Um, Magnify has impressed me lately on a lot of their beers. Um, they have done some really good stuff um, recently in, uh, in in the beer category, and uh, looking forward to trying more stuff from Magnify. Maybe one of these days, got to get up there and get into the. Um, Get into the tasting room. Uh, Eyinger Celebrator. Um, th- this is a great, nice, easy drinking uh, beer. Just a, a great way to start off an evening uh, at around four and a half, five percent. It's perfect. Um, Ludlam Island, which had won their um, Paragon Tap and Tables um, uh, Tap Battle uh, that they have their March Madness. Um, Brudolph S'mores. Uh, this was nicely done. Sweet, not cloying. Uh, definitely getting the graham cracker and chocolate in there. Didn't really get a lot of the. Uh, uh, the marshmallow, if that's what they were looking for. But um, this was a nice beer. Uh, nice stuff from uh, London Island. And, of course, as I roll up Untapped, and you can follow me on Untapped, at Gatulo, the peppermint mocha latte by Source. The peppermint in this one, again, soft yet present throughout. You get a big hit of it off the nose, but it does not come across in the taste, which is good um, in the sense that you taste the peppermint, but it's not over. the mint is not overpowering you. As you drink a beer, like I felt that way with Carton's Irish Coffee, and I know they released their coffees this week, which I didn't get a chance to get down there and uh, and pick up. And I'm sure the ones that I want, the variants are sold out already. Um, but um, I felt like the Irish Coffee was a little too artificial; like the mint just didn't have the right um, mint to it. I, I don't know if that's that makes any sense. Um, it sort of reminded me that Irish Coffee from Carton sort of reminded me of the. Remember the little thin mints, the Andy's thin mints that you had in the in the tray. That's what it reminded me of, and I never really liked Andy's thin mints. But a peppermint patty, yes. And I don't know. I, I you know, obviously, I think the peppermints are a little different. I guess I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not explaining it properly, but um, I, I think that's where uh, <laughs> that's where I I kind of differ in the mints. But anyway, the uh, the peppermint mocha latte by Source was excellent. Sam Adams sent me their Spacecraft IPA. This was. Um, this was a beer that was made with hops that was sent into space uh, that was up in the International Space Station for a couple of months and then brought back to Earth and then they brewed it as a beer. This was delicious. So they say on the can, made with orbited hops. Let me tell you something. A delicious beer. I'm really happy that they sent it. Um, and I would definitely uh, uh, pick some of this up if I saw it in stores. It was delicious. It was really good. I was very surprised. Now, did it being in orbit... Have uh, a- any difference to, to what went on? I have no idea. So uh, a very good uh, a beer. Uh, definitely one of Sam Adams' better IPAs. And they're not known for their IPAs. This was a good one. Nice work. Uh, Bradley Brew Project. My cousin uh, Pam had given me a can of this. A little bit of magic. Um, this was a blended stout with almonds and pecans added. I really wanted more from this one. I was kind of disappointed in this. It was a little artificial tasting. It didn't come across the way I really wanted it to. Um, I, I don't know if it was the age of the can, because I know it had been a couple of months, but I just was not thrilled with this. It was not um, not as good as I wanted it to be. Uh, broke open a can of uh, Bake Sale Fudge Brownies by Bolero Snort. Love this collab from uh, Bolero and Source. 
Such great chocolate goodness in this one. A nice 5.5%, very easy drink and stout, uh, something you can enjoy over and over again. Spelt Check Double Dry Hop Cryo Sabro uh, by Icarus, another perfect double dry hopped IPA by these guys. Everything that these guys do when it comes to double dry hop IPAs, it seems they, uh, they have this magic touch. Jason has this magic touch with those beers and really, really good. You want a great lager to sit and watch the game. Bolero Snorts Let's Buck and Go Lager uh, is a fantastic beer. Simple, clean, delicious. Comes in 12-ounce cans. You can go to Bolero, order it ahead of time. They'll have it waiting for you, ready for pickup. Um, I think a case of it is like 30 bucks, maybe 35 40 bucks, whatever it is. It's fantastic. It's a perfect beer. If you're hanging with friends, uh, watching football, definitely get that beer. You will not be disappointed. Uh, Grand Cacao by Trogues. I, I dig this beer more and more every single year. It's got great flavor. Uh, l- low on the ABV side, it's not a big, banging, boozy stout. It is delicious. Great work by Trogues. How much cheese is too much cheese? Raspberry by Two Tides. These guys are out of uh, Georgia. It's a sour punch in the face, yet delicious. Uh, I, I don't know if I could drink more than one of them, but it is a fantastic beer. Um, Mad Elf by Trogues. Always an enjoyable brew uh, on Christmas. The honey, the 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 cherry, everything about this beer is delicious from Trogues. Mooklier Winter, the prickly pear really shines in this beer by Bolero. Uh, it's not my favorite sour from these guys, but it's a delicious beer nonetheless. And then finally, to cap it off, Juice Cannon Mai Tai. Tropical, little bit of bite. I'm not sure if they got what they were trying to achieve here. I get the, the tropical flavors and kind of you want that umbrella in the drink. Um, I'm not really sure if they got all of it. Now, again, I had the can sitting in the fridge for a little bit, so maybe I should have drank it fresh. Um, But um, Heavy Seas makes some delicious beer. This one, for me, kind of missed the mark. My thanks to everybody involved in the show, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, this is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com